We're starting at Madhya Leela, <coughs> chapter 9, text number 147. And the chapter is entitled, The Lord Chaitanya's Travels to the Holy Places. And the first verse, Swayam Bhagavan Krishna, Hare Lakshmir Man, Gopikar Man, Harite Nare Narayana. The Supreme Personality of God at Krishna attracts the mind of the goddess of fortune, but Lord Narayan cannot attract the minds of the gopis. This proves this super excellence of Krishna. Proves to whom? This is Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu speaking to Venkata Bhatta. He's in South India in the land of Ramanujacharya, and he's staying at the house of a great scholar named Venkatabhata, who's a worshipper of Lakshmi and Narayan. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in a very light-hearted or even humorous way, as mentioned here, but assertive nonetheless, is mentioning the superior quality of Radha and Krishna over Lakshmi Narayan, although at the same time saying they're the same person. And this is a, a somewhat of a mystery. So he's speaking to Venkatabhata and he's making this argument. Uh, well, he's quoting what Sarvabhambhacharya, uh, what uh, Venkatabhata has said earlier, and that is a, a verse that's well known and it's all, has been well known for had been well known for uh, many decades, millennia perhaps. That was also then included in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and that is that Lord Narayan and Lord Krishna are the same person. No difference, but there is. And then he says in text number 148, Narayana ka kata Sri Krishna apane gopi kare hasya karaite hoy Narayane. To say nothing of Lord Narayan personally, Lord Krishna himself appeared as Narayan just to play a joke on the gopis. Chatur Bhuja Murti Dekai Gopi Kanera Age She Krishna Gopikar Nahe Anurage. Although Krishna assumed the four armed form of Narayan, he could not attract the serious attention of the gopis in ecstatic love. Gopinam Pashupendra Nanda Najusho Bhavasya Kastam Kriti Vignatum Shamate Duruha Padavi Sancharina Prakriyam Avishkur Vati Vaishnavim Apitanum Tasmin Bujar Jishnu Bhir Yasam Hanta Chatur Bir Adbutarichim Ragodaya Kunchati Gopinam Pashumindranandan Jusho Bhavasya Kastankriti Vignatum Shamate Duruhu Padavi Sancharina Prakriyam 
Avishkurvati Vaishnavim Apitanum Tasmin Bujar Jishnubir Yasam Hanta Chaturbir Adbutaruchim Ragodaya Kunchati. The translation is, and this is from the Lilita Madhva Nataka. Once Lord Sri Krishna playfully manifested himself as Narayan with four victorious hands and a very beautiful form. When the gopis saw this exalted form, however, their ecstatic feelings were crippled. A learned scholar, therefore, cannot understand the gopis' ecstatic feelings, which are firmly fixed upon the original forms of Lord Krishna as the son of Nanda Maharaj. The wonderful feelings of the gopis in ecstatic paramarasa with Krishna constitute the greatest mystery in spiritual life. That's what we're talking about, the mystery of it, right? Would you like to hear it again? Yes, please. Okay, who said yes? Okay, everyone else, cover your ears. <laughs> Once Lord Sri Krishna playfully manifested himself as Narayan, which is an interesting contrast in any case because Narayan represents this sense of awe and reverence and opulence. And now he's being playful about it in Vrindavan with the gopis. So there's a contrast here that's very interesting. With four victorious hands and a very beautiful form. When the gopis saw this exalted form, however, their ecstatic feelings were crippled. A learned scholar, therefore, cannot understand the gopis' ecstatic feelings, which are firmly fixed upon the original form of Lord Krishna as the son of Nanda Maharaj. The wonderful feelings of the gopis in ecstatic paramarasa with Krishna constitute the greatest mystery in spiritual life. And of course, it's that mystery that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to reveal to the world. Anarpita sharim chira karanayavatirna kalal samar payitumuna tojara samsapakti shriyam. In the age of Kali, he's bringing something amidst the darkness of the age of Kali and revealing the highest spiritual treasure of the mood of this intimacy of the spirit of the topmost planet in the spiritual world. Meanwhile, just keep in mind, this is all in the context that Lakshmi and Narayan and Radhakrishna are saying, no difference. Purport, this is a verse spoken by Narada Muni in the Lita Madhava Nataka 614, a drama written by Srila Rupa Goswami. Text 151. Everyone okay so far? Eta kahi prabhu tar garva churna koriya. Tare shukadite kahe siddhanta piraya. In this way, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu deflated the pride of Venkatapata. But just to make him happy again, he spoke as follows. Text 152. Kailun parihas shastra siddhanto Shunha Jate Bhaishnav Bishvas. The Lord pacified Venkatabhata by saying, Actually, 
Whatever I have said is by way of jest. Now you can hear from me the conclusion of the Shastras in which every Vaishnava devotee has firm faith. 153. Krishna Narayana Jaiche Ako I Sarup Gopi Lakshmi Bheda Nahi Hoi Ak Rup. There is no difference between Lord Krishna and Lord Narayan, for they are on the same platform. Similarly, there is no difference between the gopis and the goddess of fortune, for they are also of the same form. We good so far? Yes. 154. Gopi Dware Lakshmi Kari Krishna Sanghasar Ishvaritve Bhedo Manila Hoy Aparada. The, go the goddess of fortune enjoys the association of Krishna through the gopis. One should not differentiate between the forms of the Lord, for such conception is offensive. Meanwhile, that's practically all we do. 155. Ek Ishvar Bhaktira Dhyan Anurup. Ek I Vigrahe Kori Nana Kara Rup. There is no difference between the transcendental forms of the Lord. Different forms are manifested due to different attachments of different devotees. Actually, the Lord is one, but he appears in different forms just to satisfy his devotees. Srila Prabhupada's purport. In the Brahma Sanghita 533, it is stated, Advaitam, The Lord is a Dvaita without differentiation. There is no difference between the forms of Krishna, Brahma, Narayan, and Vishnu. All of them are one. Sometimes foolish people ask whether when we chant Rama, in the Hare Krishna mantra, we refer to Lord Ramachandra or Lord Balaram. If a devotee says that the name Rama in the Hare Krishna mantra refers to Balaram, a foolish person may become angry because to him the name Rama refers to Lord Ramachandra. Actually, there is no difference between Balaram and Lord Rama. It does not matter whether one refers to Balaram or to Lord Ramachandra when chanting Hare Rama. Everyone say, Hari Rama. Rama. For there is no difference between them. However, it is offensive to think that Balaram is superior to Lord Ramachandra or vice versa. Neophyte devotees do not understand this Shastric conclusion and consequently they unnecessarily create an offensive situation. In text 154, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu clarified this in a very lucid way. Ishvare tve bhed Manile hoy aparad. It is offensive for one to differentiate between the forms of the Lord. On the other hand, one should not think that the forms of the Lord are the same as the forms of the demigods. This is certainly offensive, as confirmed in the Vaishnava Tantra. Yastu Narayanam Devam Brahmarudraji Daivatai Samatvenai Vavikshita Sapashandi Bhavedruvam. 
A Prashandi is one who considers the great demigods such as Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva equal to the Supreme Personality of God in Narayan from the Hari Bhakti Vilas. The conclusion is that we should neither differentiate between the forms of the Lord nor equate the forms of the Lord with the forms of the demigods or human beings. For instance, sometimes foolish sannyasis thinking the body of the Lord to be material equate Dharidra Narayan with Narayan, and this is certainly offensive. Unless one is instructed by a bona fide spiritual master, he cannot perfectly understand these different forms. The Brahma Samhita confirms Vedeshu Dhulabham Adhulabham Atma Bhaktao. One cannot understand the differences between the forms of the Lord simply by academic study or by reading Vedic literature, one must learn from a realized devotee. Only then can one learn how to distinguish between one form of the Lord and another. I'll read that sentence again because, again, the contrast is uh, strong. We're hearing same, same, and now we're saying, you have to understand the differences properly. <laughs> <laughs> Prophet writes, one cannot understand the differences between the forms of the Lord simply by academic study or by reading Vedic literature. One must learn from a realized devotee. Only then can one learn how to distinguish between one form of the Lord and another. The conclusion is that there is no difference between the forms of the Lord, but there is a difference between his forms and those of the demigods. Namashreshtam manamapi satchiputra matra swarupam shirupam tasyagrajam uruparim maturim gushtavatim radha kundam girivara maho radhika madhavasham prapto yasya pratitikripaya shigarum tangatosni hegaro gyanada dina bando swarandada takuranaika sindo vrindavana sina hitavatar prasida radha pranaya prajara Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shivasari Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So in Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's way of coming to teach about bhakti, there is a bias. There's a bhakti bias in the idea of the Lord being homogeneously one. There's an aversion to bias because of having rejected the idea of variety. This is a mistake because as Krishna says, in, even in the Bhagavad Gita, in describing the difference between the material and spiritual worlds, Urva mula madashakam ashvatam prahur abhiyam chandamsi yasya parnani yastam beda savedavit adashchordvam prashita tashit saka guna pravida vishaya pravala adascha mula anusantatani karmana panini manusha loke narupa masyeha tatopa labhyatein antona chadir natrasan pratishta ashvatam enam savarudam vulam asanga shastrena jidhena jidva tatakpadam tat parimargita vyam yasmin gata nadi vrtanti buya 
Tameva chadyam purusham prapadyeyatakshaviti prashrita purani. Which means that the material world is a reflection of the spiritual world, and the spiritual world is full of variety. Variety means that there's some sense of hierarchy also. Even in the aesthetic of the spiritual world, there, there's perfect, more perfect, and most perfect. As we know from the descriptions of the meditation points for the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, that there's uh, Mathura, there's Dwarka, Mathura, and Vrindavan, which are perfect, more perfect, and most perfect, based on what? Based on the fact that the most uninhibited love takes place in the highest realm of the spiritual world. And this goes to uh, a sense in which position covers personality. Prabhupada told a story about a prime minister in the UK. And he was a prime minister under Queen Victoria. His name was Gladstone. Do you remember him? You do? No? Uh, I guess it was some time ago. And an important person, a dignitary, went to meet with Prime Minister Gladstone in his office. He had an appointment, but when he arrived there, the secretary said, he's occupied now. Uh, please wait. Well, the dignitary waited a long time. Secretary walked out of the room, and the visitor noticed that the door was a little bit ajar. So, out of a sense of slight impatience and also curiosity, he went to the door to see what the prime minister was doing. And when he looked in, he saw that the prime minister had become a horse for his grandson. And his grandson was riding on the prime minister's back. Go faster, go left, go right. And Prabhupada explains this as a peek into the pastimes of Krishna in his most intimate realm of Vrindavan. And as mentioned in the verse in Arpita, Charin Shira Karuna Yavatirna Kalao Samarpayituna Dojora Samsubhaktiri Shriyam and explicated further by Kaviraj Goswami that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's main purpose was to reveal the mood in Vrindavan where Krishna becomes subordinate to his devotees. And there's an intimate exchange. Whereas in other places, by contrast, Kaviraj Goswami says, for instance, in Vaikuntha, where the Lord has a position, he's the supreme controller, and he has victorious hands, as we heard there. There's a sense of grandeur there, the all-powerful God. And there, because of the position that he's manifesting, or that's obvious, the residents don't have that sense of intimacy with, with him. Whereas in Vrindavan, we hear about how when the residents 
were moving away to Gokula because they were being harassed by demons and they joyfully put all their possessions on wagons and the gopis, elderly gopis, were sitting with Krishna, who was a baby at the time, and they were proceeding along. They were encouraging him, you, you please dance and we'll give you half a sweet meat. You dance, Krishna. Here's the supreme Narayan, same. Krishna and Narayan are the same, right? But here in Vrindavan, there's a sense where they're saying, you dance for us and we'll give you half this sweet meat. <laughs> so, uh, in Vrindavan, is described, as mentioned by Karabhajanamuni in the 11th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, when he gives a verse that describes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ramachandra and Lord Krishna as and as explained by Jiva Goswami, Mayamragam means that Krishna becomes like a, a plaything in the hands of the residents of Vrindavan because he's so enamored of their love. And uh, one of the other important aspects of this teaching that we're hearing today, Lord Chaitanya to Venkatabhata, is we are our love. Where our love goes, that's our identity. In fact, in a very basic way, Krishna describes this, or tells Arjuna and all of us in the Bhagavad Gita, yam yam bhapisvanam bhavam tajayante kalevaram tam tam evaiti konteya sadatad bhava bhavita that you're going to become whatever you love. When in the juncture between leaving this present gross physical body, the love for whatever you have, whatever your love is for, your bhava, whatever emotion you have and attachment you have, your main love, loving attachment, will carry you to your next situation. So in that sense, when we look at the body, as Patanjali Muni says in the Yoga Sutras, the next life that we get after this one is a filling in of our desires. We have predominant desires and it gets filled in just the way if you saw wet footprints on the sand and then you filled them in with some plaster of Paris, you get a perfect impression of your foot. So the body we have now is an impression of our love from our last life. And therefore, the refinement of that love and directing it to the ultimate object of love is, in a basic way, the principle of bhakti yoga. And then, what are the details of that love? Well, first of all, there's a, this contrast. There's the idea that Krishna is the same, and he simply expands himself. Departure, evahida shantanam abhipeta, dibhayate vrvatehetu samadha dharma. Yes, tadrageva hichavishnu chaya vipati govindamari purusham tamaham bhajami. In the Brahma Sanghita, Brahma says there's one candle, one deep, and then it lights many other candles. And it's the same in its quality and potency, but there is one original candle. 
And then we hear about the expansions of Krishna, even in the Mangalacharana to the Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There's a description after we hear of the external and internal purposes that Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to the world. I mentioned one of the external reasons, which is to teach everyone about the topmost love that one can have for Krishna in the spiritual world, Anarpita Chirim Chirat. And the internal reasons, Radha Krishna Pranaya Vikruti Haladini Shakti Rasma, and Sri Radhaya Pranaya Mahima Kidrushov Manayaiva. God is exploring his own uh, loving, the, the love of his devotees and the topmost devotee, Srimati Radharani. And then he's mentioned Sankarshana Karana Toa Shai, Garbhuda Shai, Chapayodi Shai, Sheshashti Yashyamsha Kalasa Nityanandakya Rama Sharanam Mamastu. He starts talking about how the Lord expands himself unlimitedly. And why does he do that? In a very basic way, which I keep saying, Eko uh, Bahusham, the Vedas declare that the one has expanded himself for his own enjoyment into many. And so the first expansion of Krishna, non different from Krishna, only just a different color and attitude. Balaram has the mood of a servitor and then he expands himself into the Chaturvyuha. There's a way in which the Purushas then expand the, the material world. There's a way in which the jivas expand from the purusha. And all the emanations from Krishna and all the expansions are meant to engage in his service. And they covet that service. Balaram expands the spiritual worlds. He becomes, uh, he manifests the, many, the unlimited jivas. And then he also becomes shesha who means the remainder, means if there's any service left over after he's covered everything in the spiritual world and in the material world, it's like, he's there, if you've got anything else, I'll take that too. <laughs> the mood of service. And at the same time, uh, they're all one. One personality. As, as mentioned in the Bhagavatam, Varanti tat tat vabiras tatvam yajjgyanaman vayam prameti paramatmeti bhagavaniti shabdyate The one supreme absolute truth is in three tattvas, Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. And as in the third verse of the Mangalacharana and the Chaitanya Charamrita, the Kaviraj Goswami explains how that one is expanded into Brahman, Paramatma, Bhagavan, and that's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna himself. So uh, the one becomes many, and there's simultaneous oneness and difference. And in the pursuit of happiness and of the highest truth, Krishna points out, going back to what I said earlier, the material world is a reflection of the spiritual world. There is variety. So, uh, what if, what's the differentiation? The idea behind the, the 
teachings of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is that although Krishna is one and he divide and at the same time divides into several features, Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan, and although the features of Bhagavan, they're all Krishna, at the same time there's a, a difference in relationship between Krishna and his eternal parts and parcels, his devotees. And this is where the details come in about the relationship between Krishna and his devotees and why Krishna manifests himself in various forms to reciprocate their various kinds of love. In the Rihat Bhagavatamrita, after Shukadeva Goswami speaks to Prichit Maharaj, the entire Bhagavatam, there's a little time left over before the snake bird comes and his mother, Prichit's mother, Uttara, approaches him because apparently she didn't have front row seats and couldn't hear everything. And she wanted to know the essence of what he just taught to uh, what he just heard from Shukadev. And she surmises that because there are various moods of devotees, there must be a place where there's a sense of unfettered love. She surmises this, and Prichit Marsh becomes very pleased, and he then speaks the Brihat Bhagavatamrita, which is the essence of the Bhagavatam, the 18,000 verses that Shukadeva has just spoken. And it's leading both parts of the Brihat Bhagavatamrita to the highest realm of the spiritual world, where indeed the devotees do have a special loving sentiment for Krishna. And Krishna reciprocates that love in Goloka, in Vrindavan, and even more so in Boma Vrindavan on the earthly planet, where he takes on a very human-like feature so that there's no separation or sense of godhood whatsoever. And this is the essence of what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to teach, and there's many more details of that, but rather than go on, I've made a, a, a few main points. One is that the material world is a reflection of the spiritual world, so that means there's variety in the spiritual world. Variety means that there's a hierarchy even in, in aesthetics, appreciating uh, that there are higher and lower, perfect, more perfect, and most perfect in the spiritual world. And that I mentioned we are our love, where our affection and love goes, that's how we're defined, ultimately, and not only defined, but that's the kind of environment we'll end up in, that, that we're carried by our love, by our attraction. Mm -hmm. And I said that position covers personality, and I would just extend that to say that in the spiritual world, Krishna's at home. He's not exerting himself in any position. Once somebody asked Prabhupada, why Krishna plays a flute, and Prabhupada said, because he's all play and no work. <laughs> Nothing to do, there's no job to do. And even in Vrindavan, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu goes on to explain to Sanatana Goswami that even in Vrindavan, it's not Krishna who kills the demons, it's Vasudev within Krishna. And Krishna has really nothing to do except loving exchanges with his devotees and playing his flute and so on. So those are a few thoughts. I 
preamble, albeit rambling, we have before us. And now let's have a few pointed questions based on what, I, what we read in the purports and verses and, uh, and on the monologue to try to expand it and go, or go deeper into the subject matter. So ask a good question. Yes, please. Krishna doesn't personally kill the demons, but you, you know, expands his, his positive forms. Is that because he doesn't really want to punish because he's kind? Or why does he do that? Why does he just let someone else do it? Does he not like to sport that way? It's a, it's a different mood. It has to do with the moods of Krishna and the mood of trouncing a big demon, pounding his head in. It's a little different than the mood of sweetness in Vrindavan. Although, we have to keep in mind that there is no difference. Krishna is always Krishna, and Krishna and Narayan are the same. It's just a matter of the mood of, of Krishna in different times. Yes. Yeah, good question. So, Krishna expands himself into unlimited forms. Ramadi Murti Shukalani Amin Atishtan Nanavatara Makarod Bhuvaneshakintu Krishna Swayam Samalavavat Paramapumanyo Govindamadi Purusham Tamaham Bajami. This is mentioned by Brahma in the Brahma Samhita. And all of those forms are expansions of Krishna in different moods and they come at different times. Now Lord Narsingadev is a very specific uh, form of Krishna who's responding to the love of Prahlad Maharaj. Prahlad Maharaj has unflinching faith and love in the Lord in a certain mood. And when Lord Narsingadev comes He's specifically coming to protect his devotee and to reciprocate his form of devotion. So it's Krishna, but he's in an angry mood. How angry is he? So angry that Lakshmi Devi, who's his husband, doesn't recognize him. When Lord Nishingadeva appears, she's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, Is this my husband or not? It's like she's a little uh, standoffish about it. Everybody is, all the devas, even they offer prayers, and the, they're a little afraid even as they're doing it. And finally they give up and they say, Prahlad, he came for you. And they push him in, they say, You try. <laughs> and even Prahlad then says, Manye dana bijana rupa tapasutojas teja pravava. He starts saying that all the demigods, they tried. They have all these beautiful qualities. They're exalted in all different ways. They know Sanskrit. They're from high families. They couldn't please the Lord. And then he remembers, that, Well, Gajendra offered prayers once, and he's an elephant. So if he can do it, he can please the Lord with simple, sincere devotion. Maybe I can too. So then he offers... Uh, 
Prahlad offers his prayers to the Lord and says that, uh, I'm not afraid of you. Everyone else is afraid of you. I'm not afraid. He said that what I'm afraid of is your Vishumaya. So it's a specific aspect of the Supreme who comes to enjoy a kind of reciprocation with a particular devotee. And that's how the different forms of the Lord come and manifest in the world. And just another footnote about uh, Lord Nishingadev. He's there in Krishna's Leela. Sometimes people think, well, these are, you're all worshiping Radha Krishna on the same altar or nearby you have Lord Nishingadev. How can you do that? He's a Vaikuntha deity, different moods. It's probably Rasa Basa and so forth. And they may even not worship Lord Nishingadev purposely. However, we find that Lord Nishingadev shows up in various parts of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela and uh, in the Sankirtan Leela he shows up and chastises the Kazi and so forth and uh, he, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a great devotee named Nishringananda Brahmachari whose uh, Ishtadeva is Lord Nishringadeva. Sridhar Swami who's the most respected by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu of all the Bhagavatam commentators his Ishtadeva was Lord Nishringadeva. And Bhaktivinotakur sings about how Lord Nishringadev in Navadweep, uh, as he takes shelter of him, may he place his hand upon my head and usher me into the worship, the pure worship of Radha Krishna. So th- there are ways in which uh, Lord Nishringadev, a different mood, he's Krishna, but he comes in, in an angry mood to chastise Hirani Kashipu, who is offended. The, the pure devotee, Prahlad, but he appears in many other places, uh, uh, strategically placed to enhance the, the mood of devotees even in Navadweep or in their worship of Radha and Krishna, according to Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Maybe more information than you wanted. Um, another question? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I just had a one question. Uh, when I was reading Chaitanya Chaitanya recently about uh, Sanatana Goswami Shikshan, Lord Chaitanya speaking to Sanatana Goswami, there Lord Chaitanya mentions about the different Avesh avatars. I was a bit surprised that Ananda Shesh was also included among them. Like, uh, so, uh, are these Avesh avatars like also like Vishnu Murtis, like they're different from us? or Because among the Avesh avatars also feature Narada, Narada Muni, and uh, the four Kumaras. I mean, even Arshila Prabhupada is known as Shaktivishantara. So I was wanting to understand, are they Vishnamurtis like who we worship and revere, or uh, are they also like, uh, are they like the spiritual masters who's like both? Yeah. The Avesh avatars are empowered by Krishna for very specific purposes. And do we worship them? Very much so, as is mentioned by Lord Shiva, Radhananam Sarvesham Vishnu Radhanam Param Tasmat Paratanam Devi Tariyanam Samarjana. There's a way in which uh, those empowered representatives of Krishna are the most worshipable. They're the tadiya, the paraphernalia of Krishna, and they're very dear to Krishna. In fact, 
Prabhupada gave the principle, love me, love my dog. If you're walking somewhere in Harrow, how do you say it? Harrow. And you meet somebody walking their dog, if you walk up to them, a stranger, and say, you know, hi, how are you? They'll say, what are you, a murderer? And however, if you come up and, or you, as you walk by, you say, nice dog. They'll say, oh, well, thank you. What breed is he? And you'll get a whole lecture. <laughs> so in a similar way, there's, Krishna has the most access to his devotees. As was mentioned by Yudhishthir to Vidura. He said, Bhavadvida Bhagavatas Tirtabhuta Swayabhibo Tirtakurvanti Pirtani Swantakstena Gadabhuta. You are a walking place, a walking uh, Tirta, holy place. Tirta means a bridge to the higher realm. And devotees have something that even Krishna doesn't have, which is love of Krishna. That's one of the reasons he comes as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to experience that. So those who are empowered by Krishna. And as far as the, the particulars of the Avesh incarnation and the various categories considered by a Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you can read the Lagu Bhagavatamrita. In the Lagu Bhagavatamrita by Rupa Goswami, if you, especially the first part of the book, I would even say is tedious. I mean, when you hear the teachings as you're studying now, obviously the Sanatan Shiksha, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, pedantically goes through the, all the combinations of ways in which Narayan holds his weapons. It's a good for a statistics class or something. Like, how do you memorize all the different positions he's holding them and who, who are the different names? Like, when we put on Tilak, we're saying the names of the expansions of the Chaturvyuha in different ways. And he goes into detail about the particulars and gives evidence from various Shastras about the Avesh avatars, the Manvantara avatars, the Leela avatars, the um, Guna avatars, and so forth, and talks about uh, how all this is supported in the Shastra, because this is part of the job of the Acharyas and the six Goswamis, Nana, Shastra, Vichara, Naikanipanoit, they tie up all the loose ends in that so we can have clear categorical knowledge of the various expansions of Krishna. Yes, Prabhu. Thank you. Um, just on your last point, it's quite interesting in the Chaitanya Tantra when they go through the Raise the raise the um, club or hell. When you look at the list, you find that there's 23 combinations because one combination repeated twice and one combination is omitted. So I'm wondering, should we just take that to be a? a and is it even the Bengalis like that? Should we take that as like some kind of error in in the scripture that's being kind of passed down, or should we actually think that there's one combination that's never no wish to form has it? Whereas one combination. There are two forms with it. Are you a statistics major? <laughs> yes? Mathematics. Mathematics, yeah. I figured as much. So, I would refer to the Lago Bhagavatam Rita for these types of very technical details. Read the whole thing and then see 
you'll, you'll see that, that Rupa Goswami went to great lengths to make sure that's all clarified for all the mathematics majors in Rome. <laughs> and for linguistics majors, you'll find that uh, at the very end of the Tattva Sandarbha, there's just an extremely detailed description of how the language of the Shastra works, how it's broken down into various parts of speech and so forth, and how it is that spiritual sound vibration could be transmitted through the material atmosphere and so forth. One, nothing from this side? Work with me. Okay, one, two, three. You have the mic? Did you? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Possession is nine-tenths of the law. <laughs> I think we have five minutes left, if I'm not incorrect. Is that right? Ten. Eleven. Ten. Eleven. That's a lot. Okay, go ahead. Hare Krishna, thank you so much for the class. Just to, to clarify, um, as you read the scripture, um, we shouldn't see any difference between Krishna and Vishnu, yet there is a difference between Krishna and Vishnu. And it was in the Prana to see the difference. Um, but when we come in front of the deities, or even before that, uh, you also mentioned in Ayodhya, Krishna is worshipped with all reverence. Um, in Vrindavan, it's more loving exchanges with these devotees, um, which is more a loving relationship. Uh, but when we come in front of the devotees, uh, the deities of the Lord, how should we see the Lord? Um, with awe and reverence, with the loving exchanges that he has with his Vrindavan, um, devotees, or is it something that gradually as we advance in Krishna consciousness, we get to see the Lord in, in a different way? Yes. Well, this is the progression of our bhakti, which is anukramishnati. It, it comes step by step, as we know. Satam prasangam amavirya sambhido bhavanti shritkarna rasayana kata taj joshanad ashopavargavarni shradaratir bhakti anukramishrati and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says krame krame one advances from the position of a kanisha adhikari to a uttama adhikari by the process of chanting Hare Krishna and hearing Srimad Bhagavatam and anukramishrati means shrada from shrada to rati which means ruchi in bhakti, which means prema. And there, there's this step-by-step uh, advancement. This is the potentiality of sadhana bhakti, as Rupa Goswami says in the Bhakti Rasamritis, sindhukriti sadhya bhavet sadhya bhavasa sadhana vidha nitya siddhasya bhavasya prakacham jhudi sadhya Within the heart, we have the eternal propensity to love Krishna. And the potentiality of sadhana bhakti or practicing devotional service as we're doing awakens that potentiality fully. We'll become awakened by sadhana bhakti. So what kind of sadhana bhakti are we practicing? According to Jiva Goswami in the uh, Bhakti Sandarbha, we're practicing, at uh, least uh, most people are practicing what's called ajata ruchi uh, sadhana bhakti which means that before we have uh, intense greed for worshiping Krishna, which is the prerequisite for bhava-bhakti, there's this, as it's mentioned in the 
in the discussion of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sanatana Goswami, he gives the verse, Bhakti Ras Bhavitil Madhi, Krishna Bhakti Ras Bhavitil Madhi Kriyatid, Kriyatam Dyari Kutopi Labhyate, Tatalolyam Abhimulyam Ekalam Janmakoti Sukhritirna Labhyate, that the, the price for bhakti proper, the, the highest form of bhakti, is one's intense desire to have it. In fact, it's called lalyam, or sometimes translated as greed, an intense desire to have it. And so when we, when we practice sadhana bhakti, it begins when we approach the deities, we're worshiping them in, in, with rules and regulations in sadhana bhakti. And, and that's in the mood of Lakshmi Narayan. Even though we're worshiping Radha and Krishna, Prophet explains in the Nectar Devotion, our mood is uh, we're following the Shastra, we're following the Padatis. It's not that we come in and lie on the ground and then we get up a minute later and we offer Krishna a flower or you know, we eat off his plate. In Vrindavan, it's completely spontaneous or unceremonial love. When Krishna's with his coward boyfriends, for instance, at the, after killing a Gatasura, they're taking, Krishna's first of all eating with his left hand. That's one of the reasons Brahma was looking, he goes, that, that's God. Because Brahma's, Brahma's known as Vidhi. You get to be Brahma after a hundred lifetimes of perfectly following the Varnashrama. So then he sees these kids playing and they're like taking food out of each other's mouth and Krishna's eating with his left hand and he goes like, what? We'll test this out. So that's spontaneous in Vrindavan. When I, a good friend of mine who has lived in Vrindavan for many years said, he was doing a project there and he got invited to somebody's house to have prasadam and they, on their altar they just have giriraj and then the lady of the house brought forward the plate and she'll put it on the altar and say, eat! Lala, eat, eat! You know, like, <laughs> there's a different mood there. Mahaprabhu mentioned that when uh, one of his devotees came to Vrindavan. He said, don't mix with the, you won't understand their mood, it's different. So we approached the deity according to the rules and regulations of the Padatis, and we, we worship them in this ajata ruchi uh, sadhana bhakti. So what we're doing actually is raganuga. We're following in the footsteps of uh, Rupa and Sanatana Goswami in their feature of uh, the way they, they appeared in this world, not in their eternal forms, in their niti lila, in the spiritual world as manjaris, but Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur established this. It was a great debate uh, that some people were saying, no, we, we, we have to follow them as they are in the spiritual world. And he established shastrically how we as followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu follow Rupa and Sanatana in the way that they conducted themselves in this world. They were very strict sadhakas. Sankhya, Purvakanama, Gananatibi, Kalavasani, Krito. They followed, practiced very strictly the rules and regulations of, of bhakti, but what are we doing? We're actually worshiping Radha Krishna. So, kriti sadhya bhavet sadhya bhavasa sadhana There's a way in which, by following strictly the rules and regulations of sadhana bhakti, then gradually there's a, an awakening of spontaneity in the heart of the devotee. And that thickens and it, and it brings out the potentiality. Even, however, when we do develop this uh, spontaneous attraction for Krishna, Externally, we still follow all the uh, strict rules and regulations. Get up early, take bath, come to Mangalartik, ring the bell, bow down, and so forth. 
Anyway, it's a, there's a longer discussion in that, but just to sum, summarize, what should we do? That's what Rupa Goswami says in the um, <clears throat> Nectar of Instruction, Tanama Rupa Charitari Kirtananu Smritiyo Kramina Rasanamana Tishtam Vraje Janamagami Kalam Nayeda Kilam Itubadesha Saram. And that is that the essence of all advice is that we should nicely practice devotional service, especially hearing in the association of devotees. And then naturally, we'll come to be spontaneously attracted to a particular devotee in Vrindavan. Uh, this is the, the path we're on of Raganuga Bhakti, that we, we will develop an appreciation for the devotional service of somebody like Yashoda or uh, Raktak or Sridham or uh, the, perhaps the... The, some of the gopi followers of Krishna, and then uh, that uh, is cultivated by, by hearing even more in that mood. And you know, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he was in the Gambira in the last stages of life, it was all cultivation by hearing. Ramananda Roy and Sarup Damodar would sing to him from the, the books of Chandidas and from Srimad Bhagavatam various songs about particular leelas that would attract his attention. And it's, anyway, uh, try to keep my answer short. Too late now. Okay, uh, somebody else had a question. Yes. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you for the class. Um, I wanted to ask, you were mentioning that Narshaya um, that appeared in reciprocation to Prahlad Maharaj. It was like he appeared especially reciprocating with him as an individual. And, you're talking about how we're all variegated and we're all different. Um, so obviously we're not the level of Pranamaj, but does that mean Krishna will look different for all of us? And that is not a trade of thought to say that. Does Krishna reveal himself through the devotees? And if so, how do we become attuned to pick up that? Like, how do we know when it's Krishna? When we follow the path given to us by Srila Rupa Goswami, the Goswamis, and our founder Acharya, who gave us the perfect synthesis of all the teachings of the Acharya and we hear and chant. There's a way in which we will develop a specific attraction to Krishna. Prabhupada mentions this in the fourth chapter of the Adi Lila, verse number 34, the second to the last paragraph, where he talks about how every Devotee has a specific appreciating capacity for the Lord, and it gets developed in the process of bhakti that we're, that we're on now. And as Rupa Goswami explains it in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, there's a way in which it's not, it's not necessarily our choice, it's Krishna's choice. There's a way in which uh, he wants to be served by us also. And he uh, extends himself to the devotee and it comes into the devotee's mind as a specific attraction to Krishna. And uh, it feels like the devotee's idea, but it's also simultaneously Krishna's idea to worship him in a particular way. And then that becomes manifested in the heart of the devotee who has a particular uh, relationship with Krishna or a stai bhav, that's the, their steady or foundational relationship with Krishna. So it happens as, as a, 
Prabhupada quotes his spiritual master, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, in the verse, Tanama Rupa Chadi Tadi Sukirtanana, that's Nectar of Instruction, verse in number eight, that it all unfolds by the process of hearing and serving in all the different ways. Charita Adi, that means the, all the forms of devotional service. Did I answer your question? And also, just as a reference, you can look in Brahma's prayers in 1014, and I can't remember which verse number it is, but it's somewhere around 6, that is mentioned, Brahma saying to, to the Lord that your forms are unlimited, your qualities are unlimited, just as you can't count the numbers of stars or the number of grains of sand, you, still, you, can, you couldn't count all of Krishna's qualities. But even if you could, they would expand and then you'd have to get a new calculator. So uh, in the purport, Prabhupada describes how e each one of these specific qualities that Krishna has is to reciprocate with the individual devotees. My name is Vaisheshika, some people say. How do you get that name? Uh, it comes from the root word vishesha, which means specific. And it really refers to the fact that uh, everything within Krishna's creation is specific and unique. And similarly, so is our relationship with Krishna. And you'll note with Prophet in the Brihat uh, Bhagavatamrita, when Gopa Kumar goes back to Godhead and he meets Krishna. Actually, Krishna runs to meet him. Krishna's just coming back from the forest at the end of the day, and Gopa Kumar has finally gone to Goloka. By the way, it looks just like uh, Boma Vrindavan. You can't tell the difference. And people are in ecstasy in different ways. And then Krishna's coming back from the forest. It starts to darken because of the clouds of the, the hooves of the cows. And then Krishna sees him in the clearing and recognizes him and runs to him away from all his friends and even Balaram, he runs ahead and he embraces his uh, devotee, long-lost devotee, his, whose name, eternal name is Sarup. And in that section, uh, Gopakumar, or Sarup, uh, mentions that, I always knew that Krishna had affection for all his devotees, but I never knew how he had a specific affection for me. And so there's a, this is the pinnacle of our, you know, understanding of personalism, that we have a very specific eternal relationship with Krishna, and it gets awakened through this uh, practice of following in the footsteps of the residents of Vrindavan, specifically Rupa and Sanatana Goswamis. And when we do that, then we come to re uh, reunite with Krishna in that very specific way. Nirkul is laughing because... I said I was going to give a short answer. That's why she's laughing. Okay, we have one minute left. No? Where's our judges? Okay, that's it. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, pardon me? Yeah, it's better to err on the side of cutting class early. Otherwise... Then if somebody walks out, then it becomes like I deprived him of breakfast. But anyway, I just want to say probably this is likely the last class because we're leaving on Monday. But it, it's been an overwhelmingly uh, heartening process or a stay here for Nirakula and me. Me or I? Me. Yeah, for me. And um, 
Thank you, everyone, for your enthusiasm in Christian consciousness. It's uh, noticeable, and this is a very uh, mighty yatra. And we feel edified by having your association here and uh, pray that you may uh, conquer all obstacles and rise to the occasion of beating India. <laughs> yeah, try to beat India. Pick a Mayapur or Delhi and then please the manor and Soho may be combined. If you could do that, it would be really good for the world. The British especially are, are they're mighty. You should rise. Okay? Yes. Say yes. yes. Not just give your nom say yes. Everyone say yes. Please beat India. Okay? Yes. Come on, don't laugh. Just beat India. Yes. Right. Dear Srila Prabhupada, dear Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sri Sri Panchatattva, Sri Sri Radhagokulananda, Sri Sri Sitaram Lakshman Hanuman. If you so desire, please keep us steady on the path of bhakti as prescribed by our great acharyas headed by Srila Prabhupada so that we may uh, come to know our very specific loving relationship with you and may we distribute the knowledge to millions of people in the UK and beyond so that they may resume their position in the spiritual world. Thank you for considering our request. Om Tat Sat. Everyone agrees with this prayer in whole or in part. Please unmute and say Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna. Not to the arm, man. 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 Not to the arm, man.